The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus and his disciples left from there and began a journey through Galilee, but he did not wish anyone to know about it. He was teaching his disciples and telling them, The Son of Man is to be handed over to men and they will kill him, and three days after his death the Son of Man will rise. But they did not understand the saying, and they were afraid to question him. They came to Capernaum, and once inside the house he began to ask them, What were you arguing about on the way? But they remained silent. For they had been discussing among themselves on the way who was the greatest. Then he sat down, called the twelve, and said to them, If anyone wishes to be first, he shall be the last of all and the servant of all. Taking a child, he placed it in their midst, and putting his arms around it, he said to them, Whoever receives one child such as this in my name receives me. And whoever receives me, receives not me, but the one who sent me. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, today we have some very beautiful readings that reflect the period that we are soon, very soon, going to begin our Lenten journey. We also gather here in in prayerful uh, celebration of uh, Bishop David's life and maybe at the end of Mass I can say a few things that I remember about this wonderful man but sticking to the readings wait on God with patience cling to him forsake him not as we enter into this period of Lent right, which begins tomorrow we really have to wait on God and we have to cling to him Right, with all our might and all of our devotions and prayers that, that we that we love, each one of us has has their has the particular devotions they love. But remember, the devotions and the prayers are to lead us to God. Let's not get confused in our minds that if I'm doing the stations of the cross, if I'm praying my rosary, if I'm doing all of these things, I have to make sure that they are leading me to Jesus. That I'm, I'm praying the rosary with the Blessed Mother, reflecting on the life of Jesus. Right? The Blessed Mother is the most very powerful intercessor, but she's not God. <laughs> Jesus is God. Mary leads us to Jesus. Our devotions need to lead us to Jesus. When I serve, when I'm just sitting in the pews, I'm thinking of Jesus. When I leave this morning after celebrating together, we've got Jesus in our heart. When I come to the end of my day, I'm not asking myself, how many rosaries did I pray? I'm asking myself, Jesus, how was our day? How did, how did we do? How did I do? Why did I say that? Why did I get angry? Why was I upset? <laughs> Please help me tomorrow not to do that. 
you know, you're working and you bang your thumb, right? Father John has a big black thumb because he banged it. Uh, and, you know, that, that, that sort of, there's a lot of attention goes to the banged up thumb, right? Because you kind of feel it the whole time. Well, you need to put Jesus into your thumb and experience the pain that, yeah, you can start then thinking, well, what was it like to have a nail thrust through the wrist where all those nerves intersect? Right? And so it, it, it begins to sort of lead you to Jesus. Right? So then, of course, we have in our, a gospel reading, so appropriate, Jesus is now teaching the disciples, telling them, I am going to die. They're going to kill me. And they're like, I mean, what is he saying? This makes no sense. They were afraid to ask him, what do you mean? And would we not be in the same boat? We've left everything. We're following him now. We think he's coming to save, uh, save us from the Romans. I mean, all our hope is in him. And he's telling us he's going to be killed. Not just die, but be killed. Oh, this makes no sense. And, and he, you know, he doesn't step back from it. And what does he do? He puts a child in their midst and says, yeah, if you start thinking about this with your adult head, you won't, you won't understand. It's the children who understand. Right? Are, are we more childlike? Let's, let's maybe ask ourselves or pray and present to ourselves that, that resolution. I want to be more like a child at the end of Lent. More childlike. Not childish but childlike and all will be well and we'll be here celebrating uh, the Easter Vigil preparing for the fire out there per usual and processing in with our, with our candles and that's what's waiting for us together now let us stand and present our petitions the Mass will be offered of course today for David O'Connell we pray to the Lord. For our Holy Father, our bishops and priests, that they may continue to pursue their special vocation as the servants of God. We pray to the Lord. For the children, beloved by Jesus, who identifies himself with them, and especially for the most helpless of the children, the unborn little ones. We pray to the Lord. For all who walk in the ways of God, that we may trust him, love him, and hope for lasting joy and mercy from his hands, we pray to the Lord. For all who are being tested and purified in the crucible of trial, that their faith may not fail, and that they may emerge as pure gold in God's sight, we pray to the Lord. For our, for our faithful departed, who trusted in the Lord and did good in their lifetime, that they may now abide forever in the everlasting inheritance of heaven, we pray to the Lord. And we present these petitions and those in the quiet of our hearts through the intercession of Mary. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. 
and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Renewed by this life-giving sacrament, we pray, O Lord, that the soul of our brother David, to whom you gave a part in your own covenant, may be purified by the power of this mystery and rejoice without end in the peace of Christ, who lives and reigns forever and ever. We'll be seated just for one brief moment. I don't have anything prepared, but... Uh, just a few memories of, of uh, Bishop David. He was a pastor for about 40 years in downtown, not downtown Los Angeles, but just south of it, called South Central. So a big area, uh, mostly made up of uh, immigrants and um, you know, poor, hard work. Really an area pretty like where we are at St. At Joseph's, but maybe with a few rougher areas. Uh, Skid Row is not far away. So that's where he spent 40 years of his life. Uh, and the parishes that I remember, he spent 12 years at uh, St. Francis Cabrini and 12 years at St. Michael the Archangel. And then uh, he went back to Cabrini, but it was then that he was asked to, to be bishop. He struggled with that. He, uh, he didn't feel like it was something that he uh, certainly didn't want to do. But eventually he said yes. And I guess it's about 10 years that he was auxiliary bishop helping uh, Archbishop uh, Gomez there in Los Angeles. And he was, as you may have read and seen on the news, a, a real peacemaker, a, a, someone who, who was the glue. He went to all the different groups within the area, the police, the fire department, the schools, obviously the parishes, the other de- denominations. He was always bringing people together. And he always took on the hardest jobs, right? Uh, he had a, just a great love of the poor and, and, and the immigrants. And when I ended up meeting him, I was uh, probably only just a year or so in Los Angeles. Someone had uh, recommended that I go and see him. And I just wanted to ask him, hey, you know, would you mind if I did some missionary work around, around the parish? He said, well, I do it every day. Why not? Join the club. So he gave me a few people from the parish, and we started, uh, and some of them made some you know, fairly large crosses, and we began to walk the streets. And that's all we did. That's, we didn't take anything. We didn't have any plan. We just started with a prayer, and we began to walk. And residential areas down the, the main drag, it's right there where they had the L.A. riots. So I'm sure David was, a, was a very much in the thick of that. And yeah, we just had experience after experience. And he would often come with us. And, uh, and so I just found in him a great support, like a supporter, an encourager, you know, someone who if I asked him to you know, do something, he would, uh, he would show up if he could. Uh, so just, just a, a flood of memories. Um, but, but I guess principally it was that. It was like, go out and just let it happen. Don't try to plan it. Don't try to figure it out. Don't try to have an agenda. Just go out. So Gabriel was someone who uh, we probably walked the streets uh, you know, over eight years how many times. We would just plan, invite people, and, and go. 
as people began to come, they would always want to bring something because they felt insecure, as you can imagine, with not having anything. And, this, and so we, we would have bottles of water if it was hot, sandwiches, um, clothes, whatever people brought. Remember one gentleman, uh, he, you know, he took probably three years before he decided to come on these crosswalks because it's not the, the most comfortable experience. And on his way back from the crosswalk, I, I said, where are your shoes? I gave them away. They, they fit perfectly, the person who wanted them. <laughs> and, and so this was David. This was the way he lived his life. Um, yeah, just an extraordinary man. Loved his parish. Was an extraordinary pastor, like the ones you've had here. you know. But a real, um, very orthodox but never, you'd never, he would never talk about his orthodoxy because he was so engaged in helping people, right? Which is something that we probably have to work on a little bit because we can get a little tied down to things that are that that we know are important, and then we hold on to them, and then we can tend. We can human nature is human nature. We can tend to forget about everything. David, David hid his orthodoxy. He hid his own personal prayer life. He hid his, because he was a bit of a celebrity, because you know, he knew everybody from the, from the wealthy uh, who helped him uh, with their financial support. And then, and then just so many people. Gabriel, uh, during my time with him, had to have a, an annulment for his marriage, and David helped him out with that. And then David celebrated his wedding. So tonight I'll do a, a prayer service or a rosary here at 10 p.m. for the folks there in L.A. that he that, that we worked with. Now David really sent us out. He really sent us out. He said, go, go. Um, yeah, so friendship, great friend, great mentor, and a man of the church. He was really a man of the church. So born in Ireland. And then uh, ordained in Ireland, but with the uh, with the idea of going to Los Angeles, which is something they used to do back in the old days. <laughs> so maybe I'll just finish with one story. Um, you know that he's not in it, but he was always there with us as we did these things. I was walking down, and at that time I was carrying the cross, I think, and and this African American woman came out from her. Um, backyard she just saw a small group of us it was probably a Saturday morning or Saturday afternoon and she said what are you people doing right sort of I'm not sure if she was angry or she was just whatever and I said it was Holy Week I said ma'am it's, it's Holy Week we're just we're bringing the cross we're, we're walking where we want to uh, tell you who we are where we're from from St. Michael's just down the road and she, she pushed all of that aside and she said, I want to tell you something, young man. I pray every day for the blood of Jesus to come down on my street. But this is the first time I have seen Jesus walking down my street because of the cross. So let's ask uh, God as we now finish this Mass, and I invite you if you would like to come and have a donut um, or half a one, because <laughs> there aren't so many, a uh, cup of coffee.
to, to uh, obviously that's optional. Uh, but as we finish this Mass, let's live this day, um, you know, convinced that the most important thing that we can do for Jesus, because he doesn't need our prayers. He doesn't need our devotions. He's God. But it seems to me what he does need, he needs our hands, he needs our feet, he needs our heart, he needs us to be his ambassador. And David was one of those great ambassadors of Jesus.